Patients don't leave you because they're upset with you, disappointed in you, unhappy with you, mad at you, right? People leave chiropractic care because they lack clarity around the value of staying under regular chiropractic care. Hello and welcome to the Remarkable CEO Podcast, a show dedicated to chiropractors who want to transform their job into a business so that they can have a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. With your hosts, Dr. Pete Camiolo and Dr. Stephen Franson. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. I'm Dr. Pete and I'm here with Dr. Stephen. Dr. Stephen, great to be together today. Hey everybody, how you doing? Great to see you, Dr. Pete. Hey, great to see you too and great to hear your voice. Excited for part three of this three-part training and series that we're going through on the remarkable leadership. What does it look like to be a remarkable leader? Part three today, we're going to be diving into clarity, that retention, your retention is a reflection of your clarity. And this is such an important topic. This actually comes in a series of three. This is part three. Again, if you haven't listened to the first two episodes, part one, we talked about the need for attraction, right? So many doctors are looking at how do we attract more people? How can we get more new people in our door? We say traction is, re- is the reflection of your certainty. And then we talked about in the next episode, doctors who are really challenged and struggling with, how do you convert people successfully into your practice? How do you do that consistently over a long period of time? We know that that conversion is a direct reflection of your conviction. And then today we're gonna go into retention which again, Dr. Steven, you and I both know, this could be a very painful subject for a lot of doctors, especially when you really lift up the hood. As a coach, we have the, we have the honor of, and privilege of getting to get, see the inside oftentimes of the, of the businesses. And when you actually look inside and you start looking at retention in chiropractic, this is an area where we uh, have a tremendous amount of opportunity to grow. Yeah, opportunity to grow, right? There is a lot of pain here, Dr. Pete. So, you know, everybody loves to talk about new patients. I want more new patients. I need more new patients. And yes, yeah, we all want new, more new patients. We should be reaching more people in chiropractic, right? So, but it should be mission based, right? But unfortunately, we all know the truth is so often the need for new patients is driven by the lack of retention. In other words, you're looking for replacements, right? You're looking for people that are replacing the people that are dropping out off the side door and off the back of the apple cart, right? So uh, this is an incredibly important topic to talk about. Uh, so we're talking about retention and we're going we're gonna to drill down very specifically from a leadership perspective on what drives retention, right? So and retention, as you said, is a reflection of your clarity, right? So clarity, what do we mean when we say clarity? Well, in this context, what we're talking about is clarity around why you do what you do, what you do, and how you do it, right? So here's the truth. So in my experience, and I'm sure you share this, Dr. Pete, is Kairos have a lot of clarity around why we do what we do. We love to talk about the why, the why, and, and that's great. And that's exactly where should be, we should stay in our communications, right? We also are confident around the what. We talk about our adjustments, our technique. We talk about progress exams and other testing that we do, et cetera. Then we talk about our, but the why is where people fall down in my, in my excuse me, the how is where people fall down in my experience, right? So I'm by people, I mean doctors and their team members. Like, how do I consume this thing called chiropractic? Like, how do I deliver my product, right? So this is so incredibly important for you to understand. And here's why. You need to understand your process. You need to understand exactly how you deliver the value of chiropractic care, right? Because here's here's the truth. Patients don't leave you because they don't think you're helping them. Patients don't leave you because they're upset with you, disappointed in you, unhappy with you, mad at you, right? People leave chiropractic care because 
they lack clarity around the value of staying under regular chiropractic care. This is critical that you hear that. So I'm going to say it again. People drop out of care because they lack clarity around the value of continuing chiropractic care. So I think most chiros do a great job because they focus on how to get people to start chiropractic care, right? So it's, let's just get them started, right? So that's the, always the focus when we come to seminars and training, et cetera, is docs want to talk about how do I convert? How do I get them to start? How do I close them, right? So at the end of the day, that's a critical part of this, but you've got to begin with the end in mind, right? So retention begins at conversion. You've got to make sure that you start so they'll stay, right? So this is a, there's a science to this. There's a system to this. It's critically important to recognize that people drop out of care because they lack clarity around why they should stay under care. Yeah, this is such an important topic, Dr. Steven. And you just said something that I want to reiterate one more time, which is that retention starts at conversion. Such an important fact that you just said. And I think that because we a struggle with retention and because it be, can become this um, kind of memory management type business model where, you know, some of us are better at that than others, but all of us have a cap. And so when it, we hit this glass ceiling and then all of a sudden it's like, well, I can never grow past this volume. I'll never be able to. And then, so we just turn to the front door again and we say, well, it's just inevitable that the back door and side door, like you said, these apples are just falling off the back of the cart and you know, the side doors are open and nobody closes the door whenever they leave. They just leave the door open and three more people go, you know, I'll just focus on the front door because I feel like I can control that. But then you just throw a bunch of money at it. And I remember seeing this stat, and I don't know the exact numbers, but it costs four times more money to gain a new client than it does to retain a current client. So if we just brought, if we just brought this down to financially, if we're just talking business and just money, and you're going to, I'm sure, dive into PVA as well. But if I'm just talking marketing dollars, marketing cents, you're, you're actually going to spend four times more money just the fact that you're not focusing some energy, just some, on creating mechanisms in your business that are going to create remarkable retention. And it does start at, con, at the, con, well, starts beyond, Stephen, you, you and I both know this actually starts before conversion. This starts before you wake up in the morning. This, this is- You can always go upstream, right? You can go upstream, way up, way upstream. But this is leadership. And leadership was the second side. The first side is vision. So do you have a vision for remarkable retention for your practice? That's the first question. Yeah. Clarity around what does that look like? What does that what even- What does that look like? That's the question you said. It's why. Okay, so I get it. Why people should be under chiropractic care. I get what you do. Absolutely. Giving chiropractic adjustments for people for life. That's amazing. But how? That's where we drop the ball. And you said that actually. You said that chiropractors typically are really convicted around their why and their what. But when it gets to the how, that's where things get wonky and why people drop out. So let's talk a little bit about the energy or the value economy, Dr. Stephen, because really is this is a big piece of um, the the puzzle is the value economy, and then and then we can dive into let's say mechanisms within the business to help drive greater retention. But let's get into the the mindset of the client. Like what's going on in their mind when you like you said. They're not leaving because they don't value or, or to, because you're not helping them or they're upset with you. They just don't value chiropractic care as part of their lifestyle and because life gets a little crazy. Yeah. So it's, it's such a healthy thing to view every potential new patient and every active patient as an economist, right? We're human beings, right? And economists, uh, in other words, there's an economy going on inside of our brains at all time. And we 
are we are concerned about four limited resources. Right? We're concerned about our time, our energy, our focus, and our money. Right? Those are the four limited resources that people are concerned about. So there's a value economy in people's brain at all time. In other words, picture one of the classic scales: left side, right side. In the left hand side, you've got you those four limited resources. You get time, energy, focus, and money, and that stuff is heavy. Right? On the opposite side of the scale is the value of continued chiropractic care. You got to recognize that the person that you're speaking to is forever, constantly, even subconsciously measuring the value of continued chiropractic care. So now you've got to make sure that you are constantly creating value and adding value to the right side of that scale in their mind. You can never take it for granted. You can never stop, right? You have to continually add value for continued chiropractic care. You've got to add clarity. You've got to create clarity around the value of continued chiropractic care. Because here's the truth is the time, energy, focus, and money is always in higher demand as time goes by. So that side's getting heavier, right? So we've got to recognize and we've got to make it really deliberate. And we can't leave this to memory management, right? We have to set up mechanisms in our systems so that we know that it happens. It can't be done like an owner operator uses memory management usually, right? It's like, it's all up to me and I hire a bunch of assistants around me and I've got to make sure that I'm building value for continued chiropractic care. And I got to remember to do all these things and all these steps and teach all these things, right? I got to make sure that my table talk is tight. I got to make sure, did this person go to workshop or not? Have I done a progress report, progress exam? Did I teach them that, right? It's all memory management. <laughs> Dr. Pete, I chuckled when you said that because, you know, I can remember, I've, you know, something I got from my mom that is that I, I remember everything. <laughs> Right. If I if I'm concerned, if I care, if I if I care about something, I have a great memory. I hear everything and I remember everything. Right. That served me really well. Right up until about I think it was three twenty five a week. That was that was my number. Right. At three twenty five, and that's when the wagon wheels started coming off. I was using memory management for everything, and my team was just spinning around me, just trying to keep up and support me. And I'm like, don't worry, I got this. And I would just be running on memory management. Do you remember what your number was when, when the wagon wheels just started coming off and you recognized, I can't do it like this anymore? No, I, you know, it's interesting. I don't have a number when, when, I, when I feel like that happened. I would say for me, it was at 10 patient visits a week. It, it was either that or I felt like I had a really good sense of patients and their visits. But when I, when I got the conviction really came in because we grew volume quickly, as you know, a little bit of my story, high volume fast. And all of a sudden, I'm caring for lots of people. Uh, and I felt like I had a pretty good, I did a pretty good job of remembering who they were. But where, where, where it became uber painful was after like a year later, you look back at all your current active patients are new people. But what happened to all of my used to be current active patients? They are all gone. And I realized like, oh my gosh, like the back doors and side doors are wide open. I am just replacing people. And I am an amazing attractor. Of, of new patients because we're getting 80 to 100 patients, new patients a month. And I had, I could just pour them in the front door. But Lord, that back door was wide open. We were just replacing people for years. So I, I don't know my number, but man, I could say guilty as charged, man. I thought I could manage that thing in my mind. It wasn't working. And it's exhausting, right? Trying to do that yeah. stressful and it's unproductive, right? It's not, it's ineffective. It's totally not scalable and it's totally not durable, right? So you do have to have the systems in place. You have to have the mechanisms in place to make sure that these things are happening. 
things like your table talk system and progress exams, progress reports, your new patient orientation workshop, and that they're there and that and they attend it. That there's re-exams and re-X-rays and re-reports that are happening. And, you know, everybody is set up on a schedule, mapping, etc. So, and there's systems, there's mechanisms in place that protect the clarity. They protect the system, and you just know if a person's gone through my process. They've gone through my systems. They have experienced these elements that create greater clarity for them. And, you know, we're, we're joking a bit about the sort of business side of it, but it's no joke. Uh, it's tragic when you lose great customers, right? So in any business, losing customers is a terrible business model, right? So keeping great customers, because that's what your patients are, they are great consumers of this thing called chiropractic and the chiropractic lifestyle. They're your customer. And losing customers is off purpose, by the way. Remember, retention is the ultimate win-win-win. The first win is it's a win for the patient, right? Because we all know the truth of it. People who follow our recommendations for care and stay under regular chiropractic care, they get better health outcomes, period. That's why we get out of bed every day. And it's also a win for the practice because creating ideal patients and collecting ideal patients, having good retention, is great for business. I like to say if you double your retention, you'll triple your profit, right? And then number three, it's great for fulfillment for us and for our team members. Listen, we all, you know, we're disappointed when people don't start care, when they don't convert. But I hate it when people drop out of care. I hate it when people drop away from care, right? Because I feel like we blew it, right? Like they were in, they were part of the tribe, they were family, they're in our house and we blew it. They dropped out of care. We failed to create clarity around the benefit of continued chiropractic care. Yeah, I mean, you just said it, Dr. Steven, losing patients is off purpose. Let that sink in. Let that sink in right there, folks. We've got to come up with mechanisms as CEOs, as leaders that can help prevent this process, this, this losing patients, especially these amazing folks that we've been entrusted with for the period of time that we've already been entrusted with them. Dr. Steven, I want to dive into now some mechanisms. You actually just threw out a few. Um, you just threw them off the cuff, which I don't want to make sure we move too quickly past them. But you talked about table talk. You, you, you discussed the re-reports and the re-exams. You talked about workshops, different edu ways to educate internally within your practice and things like that. Those are amazing things. But one of the mechanisms as a CEO that we know is so important is the scorecard because we know that this isn't something that you carry alone, Right. Retention isn't for the doctor only. And this is something that the whole team has to take responsible for, responsibility for. We always say that everyone is responsible, but I am accountable, right? And so how can I become, as a player on the team, accountable to retention? And I want to give you just an, for instance, Dr. Steven here, because I know this is something we leverage in our program is um, scorecards and the value of scorecards and KPI. So how does, how does a scorecard help drive retention in a practice? Right, right. Such an important tool in the Remarkable CEO program. It's something that we teach all over the Remarkable practice, which is the use of the scorecard, right? So um, the owner operator is the one who thinks I need to do all this stuff myself. I need to remember to do it. It's just like loaded on my back. I'm going to bench press this practice every day right? That's the owner operator. The CEO has to elevate, right? They have to go through that transformation where they recognize it's like, listen, I can't be focusing on all my patients, even though patients are the center of the universe. I have to focus on my team and let my team focus on my patients, right? So that's the ultimate scalability, durability model. You've got to surround yourself with great players 
who are executing great systems. And you've got to let your team focus on your people, right? On your customer, on your patients, on your practice members, right? And the tool that we use to create that focus is the scorecard, right? So the scorecard is how you go from busyness to productivity, right? So the scorecard is what creates focus, which is my favorite F word, right? So focus, the CEO's job is what's important now. And that's captured in the scorecard. So everybody in your team gets a scorecard and we're going to have future episodes where we unpack the scorecards for sure, Dr. Pete, but just, just quickly from a high level, the scorecard every quarter, everyone on your team gets assigned a scorecard. In the upper right-hand corner is their bulleted summary, a three bullet summary of their job description based on their role on your team. And then based on that role and what's important now in the quarter, they get five KPIs. Okay. The five KPIs are KPIs that because of their role, they have influence over these and therefore they're going to be held accountable for them, right? So like you said, we're all responsible, but you're accountable to these five key performance indicators, these five metrics, these five measurements that are going to tell us, are you delivering remarkable work, right? So that's what the scorecard's for. So it literally identifies what are the numbers I want you to focus on. Like Dr. Pete, if you were uh, an associate doctor in my practice, I'd say, Dr. Pete, like, Right now, what we're going to be focused on is retention because we're talking about clarity right now, for example. So we're going to focus on retention. We've been doing great in attraction. We've been doing great in conversion, but our retention is off. And I know that there's so much opportunity for growth here, right? So Dr. Pete, I'm going to give you your five key performance indicators, right? And what we're going to do is we're going to focus you this quarter on retention. So for example, Dr. Pete, um, and I'll just throw a couple of them out here and we won't unpack them all, but uh, I think that's outside of the scope of this conversation, but we'll come back to that stuff. So Dr. Pete, your five key performance indicators are, let's say number one, I'm going to go way upstream from what we would consider PVA or patient visit average, which is the definitive retention statistic, but that's way downstream, right? It's way downstream from other elements that lead to either a good or a bad patient visit average, right? How many adjustments does a person average over a lifetime? Any patient in your practice, that's PVA or retention. So let's go upstream and say, what stats are upstream from that specific retention statistic. So for example, some of my favorites for, for retention are, uh, let's, call, let's call it compliance or kept visit average. I want the doctor to be focused on compliance and the, and the patient actually keeping their visits as scheduled, not missing or changing appointments. Why? Because we know the patients that follow our recommendations for care, they get the best results, right? So I want you to keep an eye on kept visit average. That's going to be one of your KPIs. So you're going to be holding your patient accountable to them following recommendations for care. So this again, reflects back on our last episode, which is giving recommendations for care with conviction so that they understand and value your recommendations for care. Because remember guys, the, the patient hires us for our expertise, but they pay us for accountability. What do they hold us? What are they paying us for, for accountability around? Us holding them to the recommendations for care. So they pay you for your expertise, excuse me, they hire you for your expertise, but they pay you for accountability. So the first KPI, let's say, is kept visit average. So we're going to focus on compliance there, right? The next KPI might be R4 stick rate, right? So this is somebody who's actually followed through with their recommendations for care for their first leg of the journey, so to speak. They, they said yes to a certain set of recommendations. I want to know what percentage of your people actually follow through and go all the way to the end of those recommendations for care. That would be called a stick rate. And then there'll be a reconversion rate. We're going to focus on what we call R4 reconversion rate. R4 being the fourth report at the end of that first leg of the journey, 
what percentage of those people recommit to care, right? So again, really powerful retention statistics. So we've got compliance percentage, we've got stick rate, and we've got reconversion rate. These are just three examples of how do you use metrics to create focus on something specific like creating clarity around the retention factors. Well, I'll tell you what, that's an on-purpose conversation if, you, if there ever was one in chiropractic. What you're talking about here, Dr. Steven, about these, these KPIs and these metrics, you know, holding yourself, holding your team members accountable. Here's what we, what we know is that the world needs chiropractic, right? And we know that what chiropractic needs is more successful chiropractors. And what we're talking about here is how do you create a world that is going to be uh, in a better place when you leave than when you got there. And we know that people, more people being under chiropractic care, actively engaged with their health, actively taking care of their spine and nervous system. We know that that is one solution that will absolutely change the world. And so again, this boils back to that conviction that we have and this certainty that we have, and then the vision, that clarity that we have for creating these remarkable practices in our communities. And we can do it as part of a remarkable life. And that's the amazing thing, Dr. Stephen, that you're, that you're talking about here is that this becomes the DNA of your business, right? These systems, as the CEO, you put in these systems, these mechanisms, these become the DNA of your business and retention becomes automatic. So this has been a powerful conversation, Dr. Stephen, a third part of a three-part series. Again, if you're just tuned into this episode only, and you haven't listened to the two previous episodes, Leadership Part 1, Leadership Part 2, please go back and listen to them. And even if you have listened to them, go back and listen to them again, because if you get these three things right, I'm telling you, Dr. Stephen, you are on the path to creating a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. That's a fact. Always a pleasure, Dr. Pete. Okay, gang. So uh, good ideas are great, but implementation is everything as, Dar- as Peter Drucker taught us. So get out there and create a business. Turn your job into a business and yourself into a CEO. You own a business when you are scalable, durable, and transferable. Put this lesson plan to use and watch what happens. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Remember, What the world needs now is chiropractic, and what chiropractic needs now is more successful chiropractors. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, share with a friend, and leave us a review. And if you'd like to connect with us personally, direct message us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Now go and be remarkable.